Before we get started, one more thing. If you want to get any PE gear, be sure to check out TotalManShop.com. That is TotalManShop.com. And use the promo code MHS2020. Promo code is MHS2020 and get 12% off. Be sure to check out their wide variety of all kinds of good quality PE equipment. All right. And that's promo code MHS2020 for 12% off. And the website, once again, is TotalManShop.com. What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Mask and Health Solutions Podcast. <clears throat> Where today, I think I got a little bit of a raspy throat. <laughs> but uh, more than anything, I'd just like to say thank you once again for coming. Listen to another episode. It is your boy, CJA Conrad Rodriguez, you know, here to help out. You know, go with my initials so people don't screw up my name because I keep getting Connor and a whole bunch of other random things. So, <laughs> that being said, I hope you guys are doing fantastic and ready to learn about, you know, what it took to get uh, single-digit body fat today. And that's what the show is going to be about was my men's physique. Um, basically, progress and where I stood at about 13 weeks out, right? And this is just a follow-up from the other one, um, the 14 weeks out that I had. And uh, just be taking you down the progress uh, progress hole and uh, how that all looked, you know, and as it transpired, right? Going to do these a little bit faster because I found that the last one I did was just too long, man. So this is just kind of uh, something that you guys can take, basically, and just use it, right? If you can learn anything that's valuable, any information, and, you know, you can just take it, grab it, run with it. That's pretty much the whole goal of... Uh, what I'm trying to do with this series, right? So let's jump on in. Men's physique at 13 weeks out, you know, I did not feel bad. I did not feel tired. I didn't feel anything. You know, honestly, I just felt like it was real easy at that time. Like, man, I, I probably should have stepped on it. You know, looking back in retrospect, I should have gone a lot harder in the paint, as they say, because I was taking it a little bit too easy at this time. You know, I was taking it a little bit too easy. And um, I feel like if I had really jumped on the Stairmaster for longer than the cardio, I could have reached my goals a lot faster, right? So first and foremost, let's talk about my stats. At this time, I was weighing about 192.6 pounds, right? So that's 100, 192, basically fasted, empty stomach. And it's crazy. That's that's still heavier than I, what I am now, right? Like, <laughs> like uh, I'm still, you know, I was very, very happy at that time. You know, I was very happy. You know, just a month ago, I was weighing about 205. And if you want to look at the pictures, I have them up on uh, the Mask and Health Solutions website. You know, I still had a lot of mass. Um, but as you can see, or you can see, I mean, yeah, I did not have a lot of core definition. You know, my arms look pretty good. They look pretty solid. You know, a lot of mass, whatever. But at the same time, you know, my core just looked like, you know, I still looked very doughy. You know, 193 pounds, felt really good. Felt really comfortable, but that being said, you know, I wasn't as tight as I should have been, I think, at 13 weeks out, right? So, you know, not not the happiest, but, you know, looking back in retrospect, you can kind of take a look at where you went wrong and say, hey, you know, this is where I need to improve, right? So the measurements at this time, I had a 36-inch waist, and I was actually happy about that because back when I started, it was about 38, you know, I had a lot of fat. You know, and for me, you know, I'm one of those guys that basically stores all of his fat, like in my love handles and lower ab area. 
Like I'm the kind of guy where it's like, yo, I can put on 230 pounds and, you know, for the most part, I'm just going to look bigger with a great upper body, but I'm going to have these big ass love handles, which I'm not a fan of. Right. So for myself, you know, the biggest thing and the only thing that I really ever measured was my waist. I really didn't care about the other measurements, really, because it's it's just more like, okay, my thighs are becoming more vascular. I'm pretty sure I'm going the right direction versus, okay, my gut ain't going anywhere. I must be doing something wrong. (laughs) It's been more than two weeks and your gut, you know, like that, that measurement isn't really changing too much. Um, You know, and you're in a pretty aggressive caloric deficit. I'd say it's probably time to sharpen up the tools and get something better going in regards to your program because you should be seeing a lot more change there because that's that's the place where we do store the most fat. However, it's also important to note that it's the last place that we lose fat. But if you have excessive amounts like I did, you know, you're probably gonna see a lot of changes there because, hey, you lose five pounds of fat directly from one area, even though spot reduction, I know, is um, impossible, that there's still going to be big changes that are going to occur there, you know, so always pay attention to the areas that give you the biggest problems, right? And when it came to men's physique, you know, it's all about having a tiny waist, big lats, big shoulders, and of course, the conditioning, right? So I was pretty happy because I was seeing progress in these areas. And that really, really, really made me happy, right? So yeah, felt really good in that regard, seeing changes. And progress, honestly, is what I'm all about. You know, if you're seeing progress, you're going in the right direction, whether it's me, whether it's my clients, you know, I'm always super stoked when I see that. When I don't see that, I'm like, all right, cool. It's not a bad thing. It just means it's time to re- reevaluate because we have plateaued. And that's the number one thing people don't realize is that, hey, when you're doing a diet of any kind and you plateau, it's okay. It's your body adapting to it. It's not that your metabolism is broken. It's not that you have any issues as a human being. It just means that you need to reevaluate your plan, change it accordingly, and you'll move on to the next step, okay? It's like anything else in life. You know, every level requires a very unique strategy. But over time, you got to change it because the body is more intelligent than you and it's always looking to adapt, right? So the diet at 13 weeks out, I brought my calories down to 2,000. My protein stayed at 170 to about 180 grams. Um, I went heavier with the carbon take at the beginning of the week, right? And the truth of the matter is that I mean, I was feeling a little bit more tired at that time, but I also I also found that, you know, I, I was working out harder as well, you know, as I re- reevaluated that whole, you know, my setup basically. It's kind of like I, I was at home, you know, I would work out harder, spend more time, you know, running around with my kids and all that good stuff. So I would basically keep my carbs up to about 200 grams give or take about 50 grams those days. And then Thursday to Saturday were much lower, right? So I bring it down to like less than 100. Um, For the most part, you know, every single day, (laughs) even now was egg whites, you know, spinach, mushrooms. That was usually my breakfast with a protein shake. Next meal, usually steak or chicken breast. Um, In the evening, it'd be egg whites or I'd get tuna going or some type of fish, like a lean meat, just so I could sleep better. You know, I, I find that, on a full stomach, though, later on in the prep, it did feel a lot better to sleep just because I felt so empty. But at 2,000 calories, I felt like I was almost too stuffed. So I just found that it was a lot better for me to eat something light on my way out. So for me, that big thing, man, deliciously, would be that tuna, baby. Tuna. Mm. You know, if you mix it up with hot sauce, a little bit of lemon, a little bit of vinegar, it was that good stuff, you know. So I thought it tasted delicious. I mean, does it? Not really, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just enjoyed it as my last meal of the day. 
So that was pretty much the way that I ate in a, like basically in a nutshell. For the most part, you'll find that if you're trying to lose weight, you just got to eat the same way over and over again, man. There's really no way around it. You just got to eat the same way that you usually you basically develop this routine, if you will, right? The routine itself is pretty boring. It's pretty boring. It's the same thing every single day, but the results is why you're doing it, right? And the good thing is that <clears throat> you can throw in, you know, a higher calorie day every second week, right? Depending on what your goals are and where you're looking and how you're looking to progress, right? If you're looking to get shredded for summer, I mean, honestly, for most people, I'm like, hey, you know, it's already too late. You got about four weeks where you can really get in good shape because I would usually give myself about two months before a goal. I give yourself at least eight weeks. You know, if you really want to be dialed in, go hard, you know, and be ready to go, right? I'm not saying single digit body fat, depending on where you're at. Like if you're at 18% body fat, probably not happening. You should probably give yourself like 16 weeks, <laughs> right? So it's one of those things where you have to know where you're starting from to really give yourself the appropriate amount of time. Everybody's different, right? So again, something to keep in mind. Oh, and now going back to the prep. At this time, I was taking Ghost pre-workout. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Got nothing bad to say. Nothing bad to say about Ghost uh, pre-workout. It tasted delicious. Gave me a great pump. I would definitely take it again. And honestly, out of all the pre-workouts I took during my prep, this is my by far my favorite. You know, I took the rise stuff. I did like that, which I'll get into. Uh, and I basically took that for the end of my prep. You know, I found that Ghost pre-workout, my favorite. My favorite, right? So... Again, tasted delicious, gave me a great surge of energy, and I truly did enjoy it. Um, as far as the other supplements go, as I mentioned before, protein ain't cheap. So I would just go to Costco and I'd get the Whey Gourmet Chocolate Protein or the Lean Fit Vanilla Protein. Both of these proteins are money. I enjoyed them. You know, honestly, tasted great, did the job I needed to, and helped me hit my macros, <laughs> which was what I needed to do, right? So... You know, I, I feel that they were great. They were excellent. They did exactly as advertised. But the vanilla was a little bit more clumpy and not as good as the chocolate. So I would just roll with uh, the chocolate next time, I think, and just get two chocolates. Granted, the vanilla, though, I mean, in its defense, I, I wouldn't really blend it. I wouldn't blend the chocolate either. I just found that it was less clumpy. But if you're going to blend it, you got to, um, what's that thing called? If you got a uh, magic bullet or whatever you know you can just blend it up in that bad boy you're good to go my wife just got the neutral bullet i never use it because i'm always in a rush but she does and honestly it's pretty money like it just always leaves everything very smooth very nice very good consistency right so if you do have a neutral bullet you're good to go man and as far as the multivitamins go magnesium b12 moringa zinc and some fish oils now the workout itself days one to five very simple day one chest two back three core and legs uh day four shoulders day five arms the biggest thing here was for me to just stick to what i was already doing i wasn't looking to throw in any of these crazy tiktok exercises i'm not trying to do any funky calisthenics that i truly didn't understand um there are calisthenic ex exercises that i 100 you know i'm never gonna not stop doing it like muscle ups and you know isometric holes in different positions and stuff and i, I definitely throw that into my workout but when you're in prep, you're going to be in a caloric deficit. You don't want to be doing anything that's just going to be basically be coming out of left field because your body needs to adjust to that. And the more you do that, the more confused your body becomes. And it's like, yo, man, what is going on with this fool? What is he trying to do? 
And usually that's how injury occurs. You don't want to be doing anything too extreme as far as weights go. And you also don't want to be doing anything that just, hey, you know, we have never done this exercise, but let's try Zelter squats. (laughs) You know, it's like if you don't have a background or if you don't have basically the development and the neurocircuitry that goes along with having a well-exercised or a well-developed exercise in in your in your tool toolbox, you know, don't do it. That's my biggest my biggest uh you know cautionary piece of advice is if you've never done an exercise before, don't do it during prep. Wait till you're in a much stronger, healthier, you know, like side of things. You got to make sure you have the appropriate amount of energy, appropriate amount of food coming in and recovery and all that good stuff. Like basically prep is basically a prolonged starvation <laughs> is what it is. And that's what it takes to really get to like 8% body fat. And that's, um, that's you fighting against your body, man. Like there's no other way around it. It, it just, it is what it is. Right. But it's also very, very rewarding at the end of it. When you look at yourself and all the, all you've accomplished, it's quite a beautiful thing. Right. So you do want to pursue a bodybuilding competition, I think, once in your lifetime, just so you can kind of get a feel for it, right? But it is difficult. I'm not going to say that it's easy, and it is a prolonged starvation. (laughs) And when you are in starvation mode, it's probably not best to do anything that's too crazy, because what you're doing is already crazy enough, right? So I'm just going to leave that at that. As far as my cardio went, I was doing about 30 minutes a day. I'd go hard on the Stairmaster, um, basically is my main source of cardio. Later on, I found that it did basically take a lot of, a big old toll on my joints. Right. Um, but right now, yeah, it was mostly Stairmaster. I would also do the treadmill about three and a half miles per hour. And I would basically get the incline to go up to about five, sometimes go up to 10. And honestly, like I mentioned before, I love running. Um, I don't do as much running anymore just because of time and whatever, but you know, I I like cardio. So that was just me and I did not mind it. And I actually found that for myself, I had to scale it back and do incline walking. Not as enjoyable for me, but Hey, you know what? It is what it is. And it's very easy on the joints, which is again, alluding to the whole point of like longevity and basically preserving your body as much as possible. That's why incline walking is so good. All right. Observations at 13 weeks out. Honestly, at this stage, it was easy. I'm not going to, like, bro, like, it, it was easy, you know. I wasn't as ripped as I would have liked to have been. Saw great changes in the waist. Um, body dysmorphia didn't really come into bow uh, until I got more ripped, ironically, right? That's at that point where I'm like, okay, it just doesn't look right. But honestly, 13 weeks out, I did not feel bad at all. From a sexual standpoint, too, erections, all that good stuff, you know, like, I was making love like a madman. You know, it was it was still good. Um, as far as PE goes, you know, I really didn't have enough time to really pursue any of the PE, to be honest. Like, I, I was pretty bogged down as far as my schedule goes. But at this time, I wasn't as bogged down as I became later on, right, in the process. You know, still doing the podcast, still writing articles, still trying to pump out as much uh, content as I possibly could. You know, and obviously, like you guys know, I'm trying to get more on the Instagram, the social media, and even that requires even more time, right? So... It's not the easiest thing to do, but it is possible and I'm not going to not do it. Right. So at 13 weeks out, you know, my lifestyle, my life, basically in general, I took absolutely no hits anywhere because it was all very doable um, and I felt fine. You know, I I really did feel very, very good. You know, 
it wasn't until I got to about week eight <laughs> where I really started playing, but I should have had that same intensity at 13 weeks out, which I did not, right? Which I did not. And, um, but that was pretty much it. 13 weeks out, you know, felt like um, I should have gone hard in the paint. You know, I did a lot of research, learned more. And uh, as far as supplements go and all that kind of good stuff, you know, it, it was, I just stuck to the basics. That's all I did. And honestly, it worked out pretty well. And looking back in retrospect now, there, yes, you know, I probably would have ramped up the cardio, would have tightened up on the caloric deficit. And I probably would have just done that, you know, separate, you know, the cardio sessions from the workout sessions, just because uh, I found that later on in the prep, you know, that did work out very, very well for me too. And even the fasted cardio, people argue whether it's worth it or not. I think it is just because you get the cardio out of the way, right? That's just me. And and doing fasted cardio just kind of helps just get your body going, right? So that that's pretty much it. But those are the closing thoughts. And let me know if you were able to take anything from this. And again, I will be running you guys through the whole process. Um, the next segment is going to be weeks 12 to 8, just because honestly, I got a little bit stuck. You know, the plateau got a little bit stuck and I didn't adjust in the way that I should have. But I eventually, you know, I did make the changes and I saw the, you know, like, yo, I saw the, the changes really start to come in at that time. Right. So and everybody always asks, like, how long till we get these crazy solid abs? <laughs> so I'll just leave you guys with the fact that everybody's different. Right. And some guys can see their abs visibly at 12 percent body fat, 15 percent body fat. Not me. Like for me, I had to get to sub 10 percent body fat. Right. However, Here's the thing is that post show, you know, I've gained a lot of weight back and the abs are still there. So, you know, it's, it's it's one of those things where I talk about how like sometimes when you strip off the fat from a certain area, it's almost like the body recognizes like, okay, we're not going to store fat here anymore. And now when I am, and again, I'm doing another show, um, it's almost like your body's already just kind of ready for it. And it just, it's able to maintain those deep lines, those deep cuts without the same amount of effort. It's kind of weird, but I'll be talking to you guys through that in the in the next go around as well. That being said, that is all for today's episode. If you guys got any questions about PE or you want to learn more, be sure to check out the website. Um, I get a lot of questions on the DM that are usually answered on the website, and I try to answer it um, via the DMs, and I'll usually direct them to like an article. So a lot of them will be like, hey, you know, what, what cylinder size should I use? How often should I pump? And all that good stuff, right? So Again, always refer to the website, maskinhousesolutions.com. I jot a lot of like my thoughts and basically my approach to it. Am I saying it's right? No. You know, this is just my approach to it. It's anecdotal. It's what worked for me. And that's why I share it, right? I just share the things that I know work for myself and aren't some BS product that you'll see on the market. <laughs> you know, like ain't no snake oil here, man. Like it's just hard work combined with the proper exercises and the proper supplementation at times, you know, when it's necessary. Like, it's the same deal. Like, I always talk about how human physiology is it's not that different, right? Like, or different aspects of human physiology, right? Whether it's weight loss, increasing penis size, like, all these different things, man. Like, it usually ties into the same concepts, the same universal concepts, right? And you just have to work hard at it. But again, if you got any questions, if you want to learn more, again, hit me up. Um, Instagram, all that good stuff will be in the description. Mask and underscore health underscore solutions dot p i know got way too long but that's because the other one got 
got basically taken from me, but it's all good. And if you want to follow just for fitness and stuff, just be sure to follow at CJ Rods Fit um, on Instagram. And if you got any questions for coaching, you want to learn more, you want to get in shape, and you're tired of being fat, tired of having that jiggle, then just get at me. Send me a message or just set up a time with me and we'll talk about what your goals are and we'll make it happen. All right? But that being said, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. And until the next one. Thank you.